Kia ora, I'm Johnny Blades and you're with The House. Parliament spent a lot of extra hours this week churning through quite a long list of proposed legislation. Eight bills had their first reading and ten bills had their third. Because it's always nice to know what the new laws are, here's a rundown on the bills that had their third and final readings. One of them was the Foreign Affairs Consular Loans Amendment Bill. The bill's necessary to ensure that government has the ongoing ability to issue loans to New Zealand citizens and permanent residents in accordance with the New Zealand consular functions. As Labour MP Duncan Webb explained, the need for ongoing provision of consular loans grew significantly in the last three years, a period of unusually high demand for consular assistance caused by the pandemic. This doesn't mean that it's a free-for-all, but that specific criteria must be met before a consular loan can be considered. That includes that the person is in distress, exceptional circumstances exist, and lending money would provide short-term assistance consistent with New Zealand's consular functions. A third reading was also completed for a bill that should help reduce delays in coroner's findings following a death. The MP behind the coroner's amendment bill, the Minister for Courts, Rino Tirakatne, noted the coronial system is under pressure. The bill makes some targeted amendments to the Coroner's Act. These are intended to reduce the time it takes for certain types of cases to move through the coronial process and free up more coroner's time to work on reducing the number of active coronial cases. Mr Speaker, the bill will establish the new judicial position of associate coroner and associate coroners will be able to exercise all the functions, powers and duties of a coroner except for deciding that an inquest is necessary or holding inquests. This will help to free up coroners so they can work on more complex cases. Another bill to finish its remaining stages was the Digital Identity Services Trust Framework Bill which will establish the legal basis for a statutory trust framework for digital ID services. In other words, those digital tools, products and services that allow the collection and sharing of information when authorised by those who own the information. For Nationals Judith Collins, such a bill is long overdue given how crucial it is to have a trust framework around identity in the digital age. We know that there are people who worry about what might be happening to their identity and what could be, you know, and yet still go on to things like Facebook and other platforms and go into very dodgy platforms where they end up with conspiracy theories. Um, but it is important that people have control over their own identity, their own uh, information, but it is going to be absolutely crucial for the provision of government services in particular that people can have trust in the digitisation of um, their information and to be able to rely on it. The bill got widespread support in the House, although Chloe Swarbrick of the Greens pointed out that there is scope to tweak its provisions in the not-too-distant future. To uh, have this review after two years to ascertain whether it should be that the Digital Identity Agency becomes its own standalone Crown entity, because of course it's currently contained within uh, DIA. And that did raise the spectre of some concern uh, for some of those stakeholders. And I think when Internet New Zealand and the Council of Civil Liberties is raising those concerns, that they are things that should be paid due notice to. So once again, what we're talking about here is a welcome step in the right direction, but it is an opt-in accreditation framework for digital identity. It doesn't grapple with those far bigger issues of uh, one's 
rights online, of one's digital footprint and the right to be forgotten, for example. So there's still so much more work to do and we'll continue to encourage the form of consensus that we've seen break out celebratoriously in the House this morning on this uh, to the future challenges of our time in that technological space and the rights of citizens in Aotearoa New Zealand. Other bills that passed their remaining stages during urgency this week included the Criminal Activity Intervention Legislation Bill, the Civil Aviation Bill, the Construction Contracts Bill, the Organic Products and Production Bill and the Fire and Emergency New Zealand Levy Amendment Bill. And we'll have more about the new bills that had a first reading this week on Sunday morning around 7.30am. You've been listening to The House, a programme made with funding from Parliament. Matewa.